0: If you have your Bibles, though, open them up to the Gospel of John. We're going to read our scripture from uh, chapter 20. We're going to pick it up in uh, verse 11. It's going to be on the screen if you don't have your word with you. And we're going to get into it this morning. It will be the best next three hours of your life. I'm just kidding. We'll take a break and take communion so you'll have a snack. I'm just kidding. It's a check But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, check this out. Jesus said, Mary. And she turned around toward him and cried out in Aramaic, which means teacher come on when jesus jesus knows your name come on jesus knows your name this morning Uh, you might not realize this but jesus knows your name the god that created all things the god that created this universe knows your name this morning and he's and i just pray i pray that god will will speak to you this morning he said mary She turned around and cried at Rabani, which means teacher. And then Jesus said, and if you highlight or take notes, write this down. Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascended to the Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told him, that, told him that he had seen or said these things to her. Do not hold on to me. Do not hold on to me. Can we pray one more, one more time? God, we love you. We thank you, Father God. I just pray that you would speak to us this morning, Father God. God, that you would give us a revelation of how much you really do love us and give a revelation of the power that is in your word today, Father God. Speak to us, God. We open our hearts and minds for, for you to speak into our lives, change us and challenge us this morning. We all say, amen, amen. It's been a while since I've donned the uh, playground. My kids are a little bit older now, so they uh, don't really want to go to the playground anymore. And, uh But maybe you remember when you were a kid, like I do, the monkey bars. Amen? Uh, The monkey bars are are fun. Uh, We had had a little swing set out in the backyard. We just uh, sold our house. Praise God. We just... Closed on it. It's done. New season. God does new things in our life, and uh, and we had this playground in the back with this uh, monkey bars. Maybe uh, it, you know you go to the park and 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 they have these these monkey bars, right? And, and it has a little platform. It's kind of like this, and then the monkey bars are in front of you. And and so I remember I wasn't very good at the monkey bars. There were some kids that just like. I think we're part monkey and like they just jump on them and just like go across and I and I like okay when I was a kid like I wore the husky jeans, you know, that's like you know, so I wasn't like jumping on the monkey bars and like going across them. So but I wanted to and I like the monkey bars, so I always in my mind I'm like, I'm gonna do this, I got this right, so I'd get on the, the, the platform, and, and I, would, I would reach out and, and grab them, right, with with my hands, and and I'm like, okay, I got this, you know, and you look down, and as a kid, you know, it, it, it looks like it's the Grand Canyon below you, like you're on the Empire State Building, you're like, whew, I got this, and then you, and you, you have to let go of the the solid ground uh, you have to kind of step out and 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 then you step out and, you, and then I would just end up hanging there and I'm like okay I okay, got right there I got it I can't let go um, uh, help <laughs> Jesus take the will you know like help and, and I would end up standing there and I'm like okay well you know to, to move forward, I probably need to let go of something, and uh, and then I would just end up falling to the ground, and usually uh, falling on uh, my rear end and the and the wood chips and stuff. Falling then, can I tell you, falling then is is a lot uh, less traumatic than falling when you're 36. Uh, Me and my wife had a romantic weekend for Valentine's Day. We went to uh, Helen, Georgia, which is beautiful, and had an amazing time. uh, uh, I think we've been celebrating 20 Valentine's Days together. 20, come on, that's amazing. She still puts up with me. Amen. And uh, she's amazing. And... um, and so we, we went hiking uh, to some falls, right? And then we're like, where does this trail go? Hopefully, this trail goes back to the car, you know, because I don't want to be lost to the woods or eaten by a bear. And so we were walking, and then, uh, you know, we're recapturing our youth, and we're like, this is amazing, having such a good time. And I was like, look, there's this old tree uh, pushed down, and, and I was like, I'm going to walk up it and, 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 be cool, right, and so I was like, I walked up it, and uh, I should have queued the video, but there is video evidence of this, and so I I walked up the tree, and I'm like, look at me, yay, and uh, I was like, Brandon, take a video of me jumping off this tree, right, and it's like a pretty big tree and it's falling over and I'm like it'll be like slow-mo it'd be cool I don't know if you've seen like kids do that and I'm like a youth pastor so I try to be relevant and cool which usually doesn't end up well uh it usually ends up me being hurt and so but I wasn't thinking that I was just thinking this would be great to post on you uh, on uh like uh, social, media. social media yeah Instagram, whatever these kids use these days. And uh, and so I'm up on the tree, and, and I'm like, woo! And, like, you can see, like, at first I'm like, this is fun. And then there's a point that goes bad, you know. I'm like, this is not going to end well. And so, like, I land, and, like, I don't know why, like, I, I, I don't know why, but it felt like I landed in a giant hole where, like, and I, I went, pfft. And, like, my hair goes, and then I, and then, like, I bounce back, and I'm like, and it's all in slow-mo. Of course, my wife just keeps videoing. She doesn't stop, because she's amazing, and she's like, this is going to be great. And, uh, and uh, so falling when you're younger, because uh, after I, I did that, my heel hurt for, like, a, I think a month, um, and, and, and it hurt really bad. And... Um, but I, I played it off because I was wanted to impress Rhiannon, and I was like, "Oh, nope, they're doing a bit. Let's go." God heal me, you know. Let me walk in my healing. Um, but when we were kids, we, you know, we're on the the the, the monkey bars, and we're, we're hanging there. And I I, maybe you're really good at monkey bars. You didn't have the experience I had. But I would I would just be hanging there, and I'm like, "Oh God," you know, like I got it. But to go forward, sometimes we have to let go. This morning, I want to talk about letting go. And if, you're, if you like titles, we're going to title this The Power of Letting Go. The power of letting go. It's amazing to me that Jesus, I was reading this scripture, and, and we're, I was worshiping, and I, and I was standing there this was a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, and and I just felt prompted to open my Bible and read the story of Mary at the at the tomb. And and so I opened it up, and I began to read, and, and it said that Mary was standing there, and she turned around and saw this gardener, and, then, and, and it ended up being Jesus, and Jesus called to her Mary, and, and then she Just put yourself in Mary Magdalene's shoes. See, this is not the Mary Mother of Jesus. This is the Mary that Jesus healed the seven demons, right? Not just one demon. One demon would be bad enough. But seven demons uh, came out of her. He healed her. She followed him. She loved Jesus. She even, when everyone else deserted Jesus, while Jesus was being crucified, she followed him. She she was there. She was there at the crucifixion. She was she was there for Jesus. She she actually there's scriptures talking about how she supported his his ministry financially. She gave uh, she she invested in, in the she was at Jesus' feet. She uh, some believe she even anointed Jesus with with the, the alabaster jar. So she was invested, she loved some Jesus. She loved Jesus. Jesus. jesus changed her life and and she was there and she saw her lord get crucified she saw where they had laid him and and closed the tomb and and she was there on the scene and 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 imagine you're Mary and you're you're looking in this tomb and you're like he's not even here and, and you, you think you've lost Jesus forever you think you, you feel like you've lost this this person that just led you for A couple of years, this 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 person that you gave your life to—you didn't just—you invest time, you invested money, you invested time, you invested your life to this person, and 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 you look down, you 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 feel lost. Some of the other disciples just went back to whatever they used to do. They went back to fishing. They went back to their lives because they, they were like, this is over. Uh, it had a good run, but now it's over. And, and she's like, uh, they've taken my Lord away. Now, now what do I do? Like, Just please tell me. And she's looking at the gardener, and she's like, gardener, please tell me where you've put him. I will go and find him and bring him back to him. Which that's a whole other sermon because... That would have made her ceremony unclean. And think about how much Jesus, the the, the body uh, uh, that was prepared for burial, it had been uh, you know hundreds of pounds of of, of perfumes and linens, and, and she's like, I don't care. I'll 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 find a way to go get him and bring him back. Then he said, Mary. And at, at, at that moment, when when God called her name, come on. because Sometimes when God calls our name, we're we're like, oh man, I, I love when God calls me by my name. And and so she she realized at that moment she heard her name and recognized the voice. And then, what would you do at that moment? You would probably throw yourself at him. One time we went to uh, we went to the, we had a family trip to Whitewater. And my littlest one Savannah, she she has a free spirit and she fears nothing, which makes me a little scared. but she's more of a free spirit than the other ones. The other ones we we've always had just right here. they don't leave our side they' you know we're, we're like little ducklings and they're just real close behind always. Savannah's more of in her own world. And, just free spirit. I want to go check this out, and I'm gonna just go over here and look. And so we're walking. It's it's a busy, hot day, summer day at, at Whitewater. We're with another family, so there's and, and if you if you know us, we always have kids with us, either youth kids. There's always like 200 kids around us with nieces, nephews, our youth group. There's always people around us, and we we travel we travel deep. You know what I'm saying? And uh and uh and so we were walking to the car, and all of a sudden I realized. I'm like, Rand, where's Savannah? And she's like, I don't know. I thought you had. I was like, I thought you had. It. And then, and then Bella's freaking out. Bella's counting. Bella's the 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 cautious one. She's 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 the one that's always counting. She literally counts. We went and took the youth group, and I'm like, I do. I, trust me with the youth kids. Like, I'm not gonna lose your youth kid, especially with Bella around, because Bella counts everyone like 500 times. She's like, Dad, you know where everyone's at? I'm like, Yeah. They're right here. <laughs> she's like, Did you count them? I'm like. No, that's why I have you. And so <laughs> Bella's so, like freaking out. We're, we're kind of freaking out. And, uh, and I'm usually the calm one. I'm, I'm looking around and I finally I see a, a group of adults. And then this little girl just crying her eyes out. It ended up being Savannah. And I ran over there. and And I thought I had lost her. Come on now, I thought I had lost her. What did I do? I grabbed her up and, and I because and, and, I didn't want to lose her again, right? So I, I wanted to hold on to her. And see, Mary is probably the same way with Jesus. She she recognized Jesus. She thought she had lost Jesus, the spiritual leader, the, her Lord. Uh, and, and so she throws herself on Jesus. And Jesus says something powerful, kind of kind of just caught my attention. Do not hold on to me. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, like, don't hold on to you. And he said, I, for, I have not yet ascended to the Father. See, as long as, Jesus, as long as Mary was holding on to Jesus, Jesus couldn't move forward. See, as long as, as long as Mary was holding on to Jesus in the earthly form, he couldn't go to the Father, which was going to even bless her more. See, sometimes when we let go of things, even good things, there's better things to come. Because sometimes we hold on to things and, and we want to keep those, those things because we love those things whatever it may be, there's power in letting go because I believe I serve a God that, that does new things, amen? I believe that if I hold on to things, that keeps God from doing a better thing because I just have the thing that I want to keep, but God's saying, no, Brad, I have a better thing. I need you to let that thing go. There's power in letting things go. And we're going to talk about a couple of ways we hold on to things. First, holding on to your past. Sometimes we want to hold on to the past, and we've been talking about David and Pastor Jane, I encourage you to go listen to his sermon a couple of weeks ago. It was powerful talking about uh, David's failure, and, and and David failed. Man, he he uh, sinned. He, he committed adultery. He committed a murder. He he failed so bad, and he began to to mourn, and, and he he put on sackcloth and ashes, and 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 he mourned and prayed and saw and. That his kid would live and, and through his his sin and stuff, his 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 kid with Bathsheba ended up perishing, and then after the kid they lost the kid, he got up and ate and got some strength and moved on and and what if what if he would have just kept holding on to that? What if he would have just kept holding on to that that sin, that past he had? I would encourage you to go read the whole chapter of of Psalm 51, especially if you deal with sin and and past issues, it talks. It's amazing. David pens this the Psalm after his failure with Bathsheba, and he does something amazing. See, David's not holding on to the past because he realizes God's going to do something new in his future. See, we can't we can't move forward hanging on to the same monkey bar. We have to begin to let go so we can begin to move forward. See, God has something better for you. And you cannot hold on to the past. Sometimes we hold on to past because we, want, we feel like it defines us because it's past failures, this past sin, it's past our, our past. And we, we, we don't quite want to let go of it because we feel condemned by it. We, we keep going back to it. And, and I'm here to tell you there's power in letting go. But it doesn't always have to be bad things. We always, uh, the, when the movie uh, Napoleon Dynamite came out, uh, everyone was like, Brad, you have to watch this movie. This guy's just like you. And I'm thinking, he must be the coolest guy in the world. You know, like, <laughs> is this some superhero movie like I haven't seen? And um, they're like, man, Brad, it's amazing. And, uh, you should really got to watch it. And I finally watched it. I fired all his friends. I'm like, you're all dead to me. <laughs> There's power in letting go. I'm, I'm letting you go. I release you, but in the movie, there's Uncle Rico, and Uncle Rico couldn't quite get past the glory days. You know, like he could, he just kept holding on to the when he played football. Sometimes. When we uh, excel at something, or we have the glory days. Man, even in our church, man, we, we were the, one of the fastest growing churches in America. Not just Georgia, but America. Man, if we just sat here and just held on to that, and said, like, well, back then, oh, back in the day when I you know, had to walk to school uphill both ways, the glory days, you know, like, not the glory hill days. Those were different days. <laughs> We've already let those go, amen? Uh, and we're walking into a new future. because. <laughs> but look, we can't just hold on to what used to be because God wants to do something new. We can't hold on to the past. We can't hold on to the past. God's saying he wants to do a new thing. He, he wants to do something new in your life. And Paul writes to the church of Philippians in, in chapter 3, verse 12. So he says, not that I've already uh, obtained all of this, but, or have already been made perfect, but I press on. Come on, I press on. How can we press on if we're holding on to the past? How can we press on if we're looking back? How can we press on? Paul says, I press on to take hold for which uh, Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do is, what? Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on. I press on. Toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. See, God has called you. God has called you. Each and each person in here was made for a purpose on purpose. I tell my youth kids this all the time. Because it's important for the people of God to know that you have a purpose. You have a call. It may not be called to preach. Cause some of you probably aren't as good as preacher as I am. I was good, or Pastor Josh, uh, or Jeremy. But I don't. It, we all have different callings. I talked about this in um, in our youth this past hype night. Come on, you got to bring your kids to hype night. It's it's been amazing. We had kids respond to this call. We got to pray with kids. We had fun. We played basketball. We ate, ate cupcakes. Come on. You at least show up for the cupcakes. Uh, but the word's even better. Come on now. Uh, but each one of you guys have a purpose. You've been called. You've been called. God has called you by name, just like he called Mary. He said, Rhiannon. He said, Jeremy. He said, Trish. He, he's calling you. He's calling you. He, he has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for you. We can't get to that purpose if we're if we're looking at our past. Come on, I have a past. I have a past even after I've been saved. But I can't accomplish what God wants me to accomplish by holding on to my fat my past regrets. Come on now, my past well, I should have. What if? What if I'd have done this? What if I I wish I would have done this? I I I, I wish I could have done this instead of that. But what if this would have happened? Come on, we can't keep going forward if we're hanging on to the same monkey bar. We have to begin to let go and begin to reach forward and press on and grab another bar that God's called us to and then let go of the past to, to continue to to that momentum. And, and as we begin to let go and begin to gain momentum, Come on, the monkey bars begin to to just bring us more forward and forward using that momentum that we're gaining. See, as we let go and we move forward, we gain momentum. God is is. Uh, p- p- propelling you, compelling you to the future because he has called you. Come on, another thing that we need to let go, there's power in letting go of relationships. Come on, relationships. Some of us just want to hold on to all those relationships, toxic or not. But God has not called you to hold on to relationships. If your friends tell you you're like Napoleon Dynamite, you fire them because that's toxic. That's good. I still love people. But for real, God has not called us to be friends with everyone. He has called us into the world, yes, and to love the world, and to preach the gospel, and to love people. The Bible has called us to love all people. That's true. It says, love your neighbor as, your, as yourself. But that's different than being best friends with everyone. There's some relationships in our lives that can be toxic. And, there, and it's hard to let go of some relationships. But we need to, there's power in letting go of that relationship. See, I have a saying uh, I will be a friend to anybody, but I won't be friends with anybody. See, I will be a friend to anybody. Anybody needs a prayer, anybody that needs uh, a friend, I will be a friend to them. I will be there to pray for them. I will be there to love them. If I see them broken down on the side of the road, I will stop or I will call someone. <laughs> on. That's a good friend. I will call somebody for you and get them to bring you. Uh, be a friend to anybody. But can I tell you, be careful who you're friends with. God has not called you to be friends with everyone. Even in Jesus' circle, the 12, he had three that were a little bit closer. He had that inner circle that were his best friends. And in that 12, he had one, sell him out. In that 12, he had one, Stab them in the back. Can I tell you that? I need, you know, be, choose your friends wisely. Proverbs thirteen twenty says this, he who walks with the, the wise grows wiser. But in comparison, fools suffer harm. One of my favorite scriptures is bad company corrupts good character. I tell my young people this all the time. I'm like, Choose who you're friends with. Because bad company corrupts good character. You may be a good kid, but I'm telling you, you surround yourself with, with people that are toxic, that gets in you, that gets in you. Surround yourself with people that are going to speak into your life, that are going to the, the challenge you. Come on, Rena challenges me all the time. I have my best friend is my is my wife, and she challenges me more than in, in, in a loving way. But she's like, "Yo, you gotta stop doing that." You know, it's just, I don't have a good example, but uh, she does challenge me. She does challenge Yeah, she doesn't say yeah, She's an English teacher. She speaks proper English. I was good. Uh, but look. Man, choose your friends wisely and let them speak into your life. If you have a friend dragging you down, man, that's no friend. You need to begin to to distance yourself. It's okay to distance yourself with people. You don't have to be friends with everyone. That family member that keeps dragging you down. Come on, just because they're blood doesn't mean that, that they're 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 good for you. That, that can they can still be toxic to you. Can I tell you choose your friends wisely? Choose who's who who, uh, who you allow to speak into your lives relationships there's power in letting go with relationships old friends that that you just feel like you know that you, you've a sense of duty to or or maybe you this friend me and we were talking about this other day that that it's like i, I don't want to let go of them because uh, I, how about if i'm the only christ they see i, I don't want to let go of them because uh, i i don't want them to go to hell but yet they're dragging me to a toxic place can i tell you that sometimes we have to let go of toxic relationships pray for them love them uh pray that God will will move in their life but sometimes we have to begin to let go to move forward come on we have to be, let go and, and then develop other relationships that are going to speak into our lives that are going to grow us it says as sharp as iron sharpens iron come on that's what we need to begin to as a community God has placed you in this church to in, in a body of believers to develop relationships as we as it's funny because we we have relationship with Christ right and then we have relationship with others, God has not called any of us to be an island, to isolate ourselves, but to be in relationship. But those relationships need to be quality. Need to be quality. And sometimes we just gotta let go. And they might hate us for it. And they might not like us for it. And look, we can do it in a loving way. You don't have to call. Because some of you are like, I'm going to call this person up. Pastor Brad so right. I'm going to call him up right after we get out of church. I'm be like, yo, I can't be friends with you. You're toxic in my life. You need to find other friends. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But we can begin to distance ourselves. Love them. Pray for them. And just... Begin to let go of them and pray for them and trust God. Come on, can we just trust God? A lot of what I'm talking about today is just trusting God and reaching out for the next bar, reaching out for the next bar, using that momentum, reaching out for the next monkey bar. Come on, God, sometimes we need to develop different relationships, and I can guarantee you that, that God will bring the right people into your life. When we free up our space, when we free up and we begin to let go of this person, God's going to bring this person into our life that's going to speak into our lives, that's going to better you, that's going to speak uh, positivity in your life, that's not going to be toxic. Come on. There's power in letting go of relationships. And the last one, we're, we're going to begin to land the plane here, letting go of control. As Dave and Sharina prepare to come and... We're going to land the plane and I'm going to get you out of here and we're going to go eat some lunch. Amen? Because sometimes on Sunday, God has just called us to take a nap and eat some food. I have scripture to back that up. Just come see me. Because God will renew our strength through a nap and some food. the anointed. Last one. God, there's power in letting go of control. Come on, all you Type A. Come on, all you Type A people. There's power in letting go of control sometimes. Some of you just... said oh i don't want to let go control so come on do we have any you don't have to raise your hands but i know some of us are control freaks and we like to be in control of everything we want things to be done a certain way we won't think i'm not quite like this i'm very laid back and that's why uh god has blessed me with a very organized person because i'm like let's just do it and see how it happens you know like that's I'm like, hey, I have this great idea for this youth uh, group outing. Um, Let's do it. And she's like, well, what about this? What about this? I'm like, it'll work itself out. I trust God. Let's just go. We'll figure it out. What's the worst that could happen? A kid died? No, that's good. God can raise him back. Uh, That's good. I'm not going to kill your kids. You can trust me with your kids. Uh, Sometimes we just need to let go of control. I'm not going to have a youth group after this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Pastor Josh. (laughs) There you go. Sometimes you just got to let go and trust Pastor Brad. (laughs) Sometimes for real, though, for real, for real, um, sometimes we just got to let go of control. I know sometimes we want to just be in control with everything. We want to know how things are going to work out in the end. We're sitting there, we're hanging by the monkey bars. We're nervous. So we don't know if we let go if we're going to fall. If our feet are going to swing out from out under us. What if I fall and land and twist the ankle? What if I fall and, and my friends see me and they Laugh at me. Come on. There's things in our life that we just can't control. There's things in our life that we just simply can't control. And God has not called us to control everything. He has called us to trust Him. The Bible says, not lean on your own understanding, but in all things, trust Him. Come on. In all things, Trust God. The Bible says that that He works out the good for those who love Him. Cole. So sometimes we just need to let go of control. And God has been get, is calling us. He's calling us to do something, to step out in faith. He's calling us to, to step off the, the platform and begin to hang and begin to let go of that monkey bar to reach out for something new. He's calling you forward. God has never called you backwards. He's only called you forward. He's telling you to go. He's telling you to go into your job and begin to speak to that person and to begin to pray for that person. He's calling you to to places that maybe you don't want to go like he called Jonah. And and maybe he's calling you to to step out and and to ministry. Maybe he's calling you that you have a musical ability and and he's calling you to the band and and you just don't want to go and talk to Pastor. Shelley, because what if I fail or, or, or what if I you just want to stay in control and, and the more we are isolate ourselves and we make our world a little bit smaller we can control this it's easier to control if we just isolate ourselves stay in our our safe bubble if we stay uh, on the platform we don't even reach out for the monkey bars we don't even begin to reach out we because it's easy to control there but when we begin to to let go of of that it's a little bit harder to control when we begin to step out into what God's called us when we begin to move forward into the calling that God has placed in your life sometimes it's a little bit harder to control Come on, God is calling us to begin to let go God is trying to do a new thing in your life, I tr- I truly believe that. It's funny that we were talking about oceans and Pastor Jeremy. Uh, I feel like I almost just stole my main point today, talking about stepping out into the out of the boat. Uh, think about that. Peter couldn't control that. The only variable that he really could control is he's on the boat, safe and sound, right? He's he's in a good comfort zone on the boat. And he sees Jesus, and he's like, is that really you? And Jesus is like, yes. Come to me. Step out of the boat. Peter. He begins to trust. He can't control what happens after this. This is only God's control. He begins to step out of the boat. And his feet hits the water he's probably still hanging onto the boat a little bit and he gets to the other foot he steps out and he's still holding on to the boat his feet are hitting solid ground for some reason he's nervous though he looks at Jesus and Jesus is like let go. Now I'm taking a little bit of poetic license, but maybe it happened like this and he began to let go of the boat, the only variable that he really could control. And he just had to let go of control and let God take control. And he begins to take another step towards Jesus and another step towards Jesus. And in the story, it actually makes Jesus seem pretty far out. I mean, we're talking about not like just a step or two. They see him in the distance and they say like he's a ghost. And so I don't know how many steps Peter took, but he began to walk towards Jesus. And then he began to look down at the waves crashing around him. I wonder if he just wanted to take control again. I wonder if he wanted to take control and he realized he wasn't really in control of the surroundings and he began to worry about the waves and stuff and he began to sink and and by that time he's so close to Jesus he reaches out and Jesus grabs his hand. When my little girls were young and we were out in the back playing on our play set, we had some monkey bars. And I remember that I would go out there with them and they would reach out with their little hands, little arms, looking all cute. And they're like, Daddy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go across. I'm like, okay. I'm here. I got you. And their feet would leave. And they would be dangling right there. And they're like, I can't do it. And you know what I would do? I'd come up next to them. And I would put my hand on them. And I would support them. And that support knowing that there, I wouldn't let them fall, I wouldn't let them get hurt, that I was there holding them. Every step of the way gave them the confidence to let go and began to reach for the next one. And I was there with them every step of the way. And then they would let go of this one, reach out for the other one. And I was there holding them, supporting them, giving them the strength they needed because they weren't quite developed enough strength to do it on their own yet come on, God's calling you to let go you might not feel like you have the strength to that you can't do it in your own power that addiction that you need to let go come on that addiction I just feel anointing on this that addiction that of Whatever it is, fill in the blank. You're saying, I don't have the strength to let it go. Can I tell you, there's a good father, a good, good father that's perfect in all his ways. And yeah, you don't have the strength to do it on your own. You don't have the strength to do it on, to let go of your past, to forgive yourself. Can I tell you, God's already forgiven you? He proved that on the cross. You don't have the strength to let go of that relationship because it's become an idol to you. That's your functional God. You you that relationship, whether romantic or not, that's what derives your self-worth from. That's where you feel your value comes from. And you don't have the strength because if you if you let go of this relationship, you don't feel like you will have the the the, the value, uh, the strength. if you let go of this relationship you're essentially letting go of your functional God and and God's standing there he's saying I am with you I will help you if you just let go I I need you to let go because I could just stand there and hold the girls but if we're just standing there and they don't actually let go then we're just standing there but God's saying let go and begin to reach forward he's saying let go of that relationship I know you might not have the strength to, to keep it going on your own but I got you he's saying let go I got you let go of that relationship I got you he's saying let go of control because I got you I will lead you into greater paths he's saying I will lead you into peace I will give you the peace you need I will give you the strength you need come on and hey, let's just stand to our feet